Be careful to monitor what's influencing your faith. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Today we are going to be in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 33 and 34, finishing out the section on Paul's teaching on the resurrection of the dead. And uh, throughout this passage, he's addressing a couple of areas of correction where he is bringing up uh, either a potential spurious uh, teaching or practice within the life of the Corinthian fellowship as it relates to the issue of their belief in or non-belief in the resurrection. In verse 12 of chapter 15, he says, But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection from the dead. So there was a teaching uh, going throughout the church, probably from an outside influence, um, that there that there is no resurrection of the dead, that resurrection is not a true teaching, um, which is a false teaching and not consistent with the teaching of the apostles and of the church. And then in yesterday's passage, we saw that there was a practice taking place within the life of the body, where some people were standing in to be baptized for a person who had already passed away. Now, the presumption is that they were standing in for someone who passed away who had already professed faith in Christ, but either way, um, that is a practice that's not consistent with the apostles' teaching. And so Paul addressed that issue yesterday. And so today, we will encounter a couple of verses that make sense in that context, as we move on in chapter 15 and into the sort of third act of chapter 15, where Paul will begin to teach about the resurrection of the body. And some of the ensuing verses over the next couple of days will sound very familiar to us as they frequently make their way into funeral services and the like. But today our focus is 1533-34. Let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you so much for your word. We come hungry, Lord God. Teach us, we pray, that we might grow to be more like your son, Jesus. Open our ears and our eyes to receive all you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 1533-34. Paul says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. Now, there's lots of places where, as parents, as leaders, as disciplers, uh, where these words might be words that make sense to say to someone that we love and care about, somewhere invested in mentoring, somewhere invested in discipling. Uh, but if we think about them in the context of 1 Corinthians 15, particularly the last several verses, Paul is challenging them about the very thing that's tripping them up. And that is, one, some are beginning to believe that there's no resurrection. And two, some are practicing standing in for the dead and being baptized in their place. Um, and Paul is saying, be careful, guys. You're wandering from the gospel that was presented to you. You're wandering from the teachings that we presented to you. Bad company corrupts good character. Be aware of who's influencing you. Be aware of who's who's giving you information about your faith. Uh, be aware of where the, the source of the teaching is coming from. If it's not coming from the apostles, if it's not coming directly from the scriptures, 
you better beware. Um, and so this applies in so many places in life beyond the context of First Corinthians 15 and what Paul was addressing with the Corinthian believers. I think of uh, my children. I think of other men that I've discipled. Uh, I think of my own journey and how I've discovered this to be true, that bad company really does corrupt good character. It matters who influences your life. It matters who you spend time hanging out with. It matters who you let in the gate door of your heart. Uh, Those people will influence you. And Paul's spot on. He says, you're going to be misled if you invite people in that uh, seek to corrupt your character. And that's so true. And that was happening in their context. And there's so many places in life where that can happen. We have to uh, have a strong filter at the gate of our life and really be careful who we let in and be discerning. We can't be letting people in who are going to drag us down and drag us in another direction. We want people in our lives, if we're not directly witnessing to them, we want people in our lives who are going to build up and encourage us in our walk of faith. Paul says, come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. There were some who were just rampant and sinning in that community and uh, believing sinful things and believing untruths. He says, come back to your senses and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. You're being tripped up by people who are ignorant of God, ignorant of the gospel, ignorant of the truth. And stop listening to them. Uh, and, And Paul says, I say this to your shame. You were once a person who came to faith in Christ through the gospel that was preached to you, and now you're being led astray by these by these um, deceptive teachers who have slipped their way into the community and have begun to get you to question what you know to be true. It says, stop sinning and come back to your to your senses. Come back to your faith, and 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 move away from those influences and move back toward the gospel. Great advice. I'm sure we can all think of people in our lives who uh, could use this advice, and we've probably had times in our own life when this advice has been helpful. I pray, guys, that as you continue to consider these words, that God would speak to your hearts. Thanks for taking time out of your day to study, and God bless.